Welcome once again. We're at Essential Dynamics. I'm Reed McCollum, and I'm here talking with Derek Hudson, who is my mentor and teacher on this subject of uh, telling me what, how Essential Dynamics work in the marketplace and in the, the business world, which is fairly unfamiliar to me, but I want to know more. And uh, Derek, we were talking about a quest that everybody has to have one. Uh, is a quest the same thing as a purpose, or is it separate? So the way I look at it is that all human endeavor can really be described as people working together for a common goal. Okay. That's the standard definition of team right now. I thought about that a lot. <clears throat> Step back a bit. Um, and then realize that that's really the hero's journey. Yes. That uh, some ordinary person is plucked out of their circumstance, um, set um, on some quest to right some wrong or achieve some... Right back to Greek theater. Gra grand purpose. Odyssey, the Aeneid. And, and that from, from A to B, there's this journey. And... So those are the, the way I kind of describe the essential elements is the people, path, and purpose. And So you separate path and path and purpose. purpose. You separate. So, yeah, and, and it started from my my analysis of business models. So the purpose is the objective of the organization. And you, you have people, you bring the people together, and then the people build a system. You know, labor specializes, you buy equipment, you have process control, whatever it is, marketing. Yes. So that you can change things so that you can accomplish this purpose. And so I, I made, I found this connection. It's, I'm not sure I'm not the only one between the stuff that we do every day at work and this grand idea of a quest. Okay. So, I, I just, I just want to stop you there. I just want to... In terms of business, frequently a mission statement is their purpose, stated purpose mm -hmm. for any business. Is that correct? Well, you're going to see a variety of applications of that. Okay. Some mission statements are uh, not very useful. A lot of organizations, smaller, less mature ones, you know, wouldn't have one. Okay. Um, lots of not-for-profits really work hard on it because they don't have the obvious profit motive. Right, that was my experience in theater. Yeah, uh, all of us trying to put our mission statement together and and articulate what we wanted to do. But really, doesn't every business want to make a profit? You know, it's it's often not enough because it's hard. Work is hard. Working with people is hard. Working, you know, with customers and suppliers is hard. You need to be on a bit of a mission. Um, beyond just making money to, to really put yourself into it. But making money is important because it allows you to continue in the game. Okay. Uh, it rewards uh, investment, and it's one way of determining whether decisions are good or not. You know, I'm an accountant. I know how those numbers come together. Uh, and it can't, be the, it can't be the only way, and it's actually sometimes not a very precise way because you're measuring uh, something that's, that's not actually physical, real, it's, it's a concept. I agree. Yeah. I think there's a, I like what you're saying because making enough money to, to survive or for the, for the company to profit uh, financially is 
uh, only one aspect of why you have a business. It seems like uh, if your purpose A is to make money, if, if your main purpose of the business is to make money, you've got all these other people, these people who are working so that uh, the people at the top can make money. Um, yeah, I had that experience. Um, I was at Pricewaterhouse. I was fairly senior, maybe on track to partnership. That's what they tell you anyway. Mm-hmm. Not really, that wasn't really where I wanted to go, but I was in a meeting in Toronto, people from all over the country. And the partner was talking about this consulting unit that I was part of and about how it was going really well and uh, that the main variable that they were trying to get was uh, revenue over profit or revenue or profit in relation to staff salaries. In other words, what they wanted to do was make more money off what they pay me. Ah. And, um, so what is that? How do they do that? They reduce, reduce your salary. Well, they weren't doing that. They just make me busier and charge me out more and collect the money and, and don't share it with me. I see. Um, so yeah, profit for the shareholders isn't necessarily an advantage for all of the other stakeholders. So that's another reason that it's, li- it's limiting. So anyway, in the, in this idea of the quest, um, the other thing that we talk about in essential dynamics is dynamic forces. Okay. Um, so life is hard. There's opposition. Right. And um, we do better when we have some source of opposing forces that we can choose and manipulate and use to make decisions or to complement. You know, if you think about building a building, um, the way a building is held up is that these stresses are set off against each other. You frame a house so that the weight here creates stability there, even though more weight would, you know, crush it, crush it. So, so there's this aspect of what are the dynamic forces. And as I was thinking about purpose and this idea of dynamic forces, which came to me easier on other aspects of the essential dynamics, as I thought about purpose, I realized that for the stated mission that a company might have, and you could call that purpose X, there's also a purpose Y. Okay. And purpose Y may be unstated. It might be a hidden agenda. It might be unstated. It might be different for different people. But if you can actually lay out what's purpose X and what's purpose Y, then you can use your creativity to figure out how you're going to create something new out of that. Is there always a purpose Y? I believe there's always a purpose Y. There might be a purpose Z too. (laughs) But to keep it simple for the model right now, let's say purpose X, purpose Y. And I'll give you an example. And, yes, you know, please. Kind of how I learned this. So early in the pandemic, um, I'm embarking on my consulting career for the second time. Uh, it's a hard time to get clients, yeah. but it's a good time to talk to people and a good time to think. Yes. Um, it's a hard time to bill, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so, yeah. so I reached out to a bunch of people that I knew. And I just said, talk to me about your business. And I've got a bit of a coaching mindset. And so, you know, maybe some of my questions would be valuable to you. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the world right now. And one of the things I found out is that um, people who owned their companies, maybe had built them over 10 or 15 or 20 years, um, that they actually, without understanding it themselves, uh, were separate from their company. And so that 
they they created a company that was big enough that it had ongoing customers, it had employees, suppliers, the bank, and there was a system that had built up that was, you know, sometimes it went well, sometimes it didn't go well, but it was a functioning system with multiple, you know, elements to it. And then there's the owner. And so Purpose X is provide the customer with quality product from motivated employees and, you know, and trusting trustworthy suppliers. Is this the stated purpose? No, like it's just, I mean, one way or the other, that's what it is, right? You, know, right. you walk into the store and they say, our purpose is to feed you excellent pizza. Okay. Our purpose is to make great widgets and that you will give us money and then we will have money and you will have widgets. Yeah. So there's the operating um, business that, that becomes an entity. Okay. Um, and then there's the owner. So my business right now is almost inseparable from me, but, you know, I'm starting to get other people involved and, you know, I'm going to end up creating something mm-hmm. that's separate from me. So now that we have the owner, and so what I, one of the questions I was asking people is, you know, this is a hard time for your business. If you can't go back to that business, what are you going to do? And the answer I got for most of them was, well, I'll get another business. Uh-huh. It wasn't that I am so tied to plumbing, you know, or I'm so tied to construction that I just like, it's in my, it's in me to build. I have to build. I, I am a builder. I'll get a job as a builder. I'll just build stuff and sell it, whatever. That wasn't it. It's I'm an entrepreneur. I see. And I need to provide for my family and I need to be busy and be creative. And so I will find a way to do that. And then I went, that's not the same as the company. I'll just give you another example. I just thought of this the other day. This is this is fascinating to me. So I know this guy who was a doctor. Yes. And he had a small office, maybe one or two people. Um, but that was their job. And then he had this body of patients. Yes. And I think he was a good doctor and they trusted him. They came to him. And one day he said, I'm done. And he walked in to the office and he said, uh, I'm done. So told the people, he said, like, close it up. During the pandemic? Is no, 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 this was years ago. Oh, I see. This was years ago. He just, but he just said, I'm done. So the, the doctor had a, had a business, and there was a system there, and there's uh, people relying on the service and people relying on the income that came from that. Exactly. What happens to the client list, if you Yeah, will? all that stuff is going. And then there's the doctor who says, I'm going to be a doctor until I'm done being a doctor, and then I'm going to retire. I see. And so purpose X and purpose Y. The people working in the business had no idea about purpose. Why? Uh huh. And uh, and then all of a sudden the separation became suddenly clear. I was talking with another fellow. This is more recently, and um, he's been affected by the cuts in post secondary, mm-hmm. and so he's got a few classes to teach, but time on his hands, and he's he's now kind of selling his services or in a position where he needs to sell his services as a consultant, an expert. You know, he's got a PhD. Um, and he was trying to get his head around charging people for stuff that he didn't used to charge for. That he gave freely in a, in a university Because setting. he was an academic and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, and I wasn't trying to solve his problem. We were just talking. I said, well, hey, let me tell you about essential dynamics. Okay. And I said, and there's purpose X and purpose Y. And he goes, oh, so my purpose, why, is like making money to provide for my family. 
Is that all? That astounds me. He would say it would be purpose Y. I thought that would be purpose X. Well, you know, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I call them X and Y. I see. Because that doesn't imply any priority. Okay. My mistake. Sure. So, but they're, they're different, but they're not, uh, they're not opposite. Uh Uh-huh. But to accomplish purpose X, there's certain things that have to be there to accomplish why there might be some other things. And our job, whether it's managing our home or our marriage or, yes. you know, a company is like creatively, how do I accomplish both of these things? Right. And I think there's so much potential for people, organizations, even our society to do better if we just own purpose X and purpose Y as opposed to sort of ignore one. Or well, Am I wrong to consider purpose X as stated or obvious? And purpose why as more hidden or, uh, I mean, I feel like that's almost sinister. So, so that's, that's one way to look at it. And that could be, but um, right now, like in, in my analysis for clients and, you know, when I'm thinking through problems, I just say there's two. Uh-huh. And whatever I think of first is purpose X and then the other one's purpose Y. So not necessarily a sense of uh, priority or obviousness. Right. It's, just that they're not the same. So I think I told this story on a uh, an earlier podcast, but it, it bears repeating because it's it's maybe where I learned this. So my daughter right. um, was a young university student living away from home, and she came to me and she said, Dad, I figured it out. I'm like, what did you figure out? And she said, well, I used to think, um, when I was a kid, I used to think that your job as a parent was to make sure that I was happy all the time. <laughs> And she said, I and, I, this. and I didn't think you did that good of a job. <laughs> yeah, I didn't but, think you were focused on my happiness. But <laughs> now as I'm older, and she was like maybe 22, she said, I realized that what you're trying to do is, is help me be a happy adult. And there it is. So purpose yeah. X, happy child, purpose Y, happy adult. Yeah. Not the same thing. Um, and not diametrically opposed. No, not opposed. And if you're a parent that only fo- focuses on purpose X, you know, you're a terrible parent. <laughs> you you raise a spoiled kid yeah, yeah. who thinks the world revolves around them. Um, on the other hand, if you're only focused on purpose Y, then uh, you're running a boot camp. Yeah. And you can crank out kind of like uh, Cold War era robot Olympians. So you but still not have people. So you still have a yin and a yang, yeah. even though they're not necessarily opposing forces. But they do come into opposing as if the child wants something that'll make them happy in the moment, but is opposed to making them better as an adult. Sure, sure. So it's Friday night and the kid wants to go and play with the friends, but the promised chores aren't done, the homework's not not done, the, the grades aren't there. Um yeah, you have to. So have the to parent is helping the child, you know, figure this out. And, you know, and I, I don't know if this is relevant to this conversation, but something I think is would be really valuable is at what point in a child's life are they responsible for their purpose X and purpose Y? Yeah. yeah. And, and you as an adult are supporting them rather than decreeing whether it's going to be okay, X or Y I think, I think I'm getting it. I, I really appreciate this, Derek. And I guess the next question is, will you be my dad? Uh, I'm, I'm wishing I had learned this many years ago. 
you're listening to Essential Dynamics with Reed McCollum and Derek Hudson. And Derek, where can they find you? Easy to find on the web. It's DerekHudson.ca, and that's D-E-R-E-K. That's the right way to spell Derek. Okay, good. Derek Hudson, one word, dot C-A. Dot C-A. Well, I hope you'll, uh, our listening audience will go and look for it and find out uh, a little bit more about where they where we can uh, discuss more essential dynamics, which we're going we're going to be here and doing. You know, and if things go really well, at some point you're going to be able to buy Purpose X, Purpose Y t-shirts. That's what on I the want. website, DerekHudson.ca. X, X and Y, yeah. yeah. That people are going to be thinking we're advertising men. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Derek. I sure appreciate it. I'm, I'm uh, learning a lot just talking to you, and I, I guess I always have. So uh, thanks very much for listening to Central Dynamics. <laughs> Consider your quest. Yeah.